As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, Wizards fans, welcome to the latest edition of the Wizards Talk podcast. We are on location here at the Entertainment and Sports Arena as the Wizards are wrapping up their pre-draft workouts. Coming up, a conversation I'm going to have with the all-time leading scorer in high school basketball history in the state of North Carolina, Kobe White. White, as many of you know, is a spectacular point guard on the Chapel Hill campus. But will he be there at nine for the Wizards? Many mock drafts have him going as late as Chicago at number seven, Clearly, Phoenix and Chicago need point guards, but could White drop to nine? Maybe. Here now is my conversation with Kobe White. White pulls up and knocks down his third triple of the game. Kobe, I think there's something to be said about your character. To come here where everyone looking at mock drafts have you going before the Wizards at nine, why did you decide to come to Washington and take part in the workout? Um, It's just, you know, I see an opportunity. You never know. You know, these mock drafts, they're cool, but it's not the real deal. You don't know that for sure. So, you know, Washington is a great place. So, you know, if, if I was to slip or whatever, you know, I know that if, if Washington was to select me, I knew I would be in a great place. To do your individual workout, but to have Nasir here, your brother, the guy that you, you know, sweated with on a court, man, what was it like to have him here and then just talk about your individual workout? I mean, it was great having him here. You know, I haven't really got a chance to chop it up with him, you know, since Chapel Hill. So, you know, it was great catching up with him and seeing him. Like you said, he's my brother. And, you know, I think we both did really great in our workouts today. Um, you know, I watched his, and, and he was killing it. You know, I think I did I did pretty well. I was solid, so. So it's no secret to anyone that knows me. I'm as about as a diehard Carolina fan <laughs> since birth, okay? Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit more intel, I think, on you and Nasir than probably most at this level. So I want to try not to be biased as I talk about you. But I remember seeing you in high school. I remember seeing you at the 8 in Vegas. And I'd heard about you. I'd saw the YouTube clips. And the first thing that kind of stuck with me when you played for CP3 was... I said, damn, Kobe White is 6'5". <laughs> did you get that a lot from people when they when they see you yeah. up close, realize like how tall you are? Yeah, I get that all the time. Even after the workout, a, a guy that was training said, dang, I didn't realize you was that tall. Yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, I get it everywhere I go. Especially, you know, people said I see you on TV. You know, you look a lot shorter on TV. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, I don't know. I think it's like the hair thing. They don't give you credit. Yeah. Because they see the hair and be like, well, maybe he's 6'5 because of the hair. Yeah. But I would assume if you didn't have the hair, you would still be 6'5, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, I think that I'm a legit 6'5. <laughs> I'm legit 6'5. Because there's something to be said about 6'4. Now, you want to make sure you get every inch. I'm 6'5. Yeah, I right? mean, like, just you hear the sound of it, like 6'5 point guard. Right. Like, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. You say a 6'5 point guard, but you're also a scorer. And what Mammy many people on this podcast doesn't realize is you scored 3,573 points in high school. No one has ever scored more points like that in the state of North Carolina. Now, folks, Google 
how many players have come from the great state of North Carolina, and that should tell you something. How in the world did you score those many points? I don't know. It's just, you know, naturally my first instinct, especially in high school, was to score. Mm-hmm. And, and everywhere I went, I was so good at it that people were just like, you know, just going to score the ball. So especially in high school, because, you know, in order for our team to win, you know, I had to put up a lot of points. And then it just became an ongoing thing and became natural to me. And then, like, I would finish the game with a lot of points. And, like, you know, it, it would just be like the normal. The but norm. you you broke the record, like, I think midway through yeah. your senior year. Yeah. So was, who told you about the record and, like, how did you track it? Well, I know, I think it was, you know, coach, my high school coach was tracking my my points the whole, throughout my whole, since my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And on social media, I think it was, I think I seen Phenom Who Report, and I was like, I'm so-and-so this far from, you know, breaking the all-time record. And I was like, you know, it is what it is. Which is which was held by James Don on Curry, Curry, right? Yeah. So then in, I think midway, I was at a tournament in Virginia. It was the round ribbon or something like that. And uh, I think I had like 25 in the first half. And uh, right before halftime, they was just like, um, they stopped the game. And I was kind of upset because I was like, we was on the run. The team was, we were playing was really good, so we yeah. was on the run. They stopped the game. It was like with that with that bucket, you know, Kobe White breaks the all-time score in North Carolina, whatever. So they go into half on the run. So I'm pissed. I'm mad because, like, you know, if they wouldn't have stopped the game, Maybe it would have been a different outcome. Right. Yeah, so that's when I had broke it. I think I was like in January, so I had like, you know, a whole another month of the season. Oh, so you just padding your stats after that, man. You're like, <laughs> well, shoot, man, let me make sure if I'm going to hold this record, I'm going to hold it longer as I can, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Did y'all win that game, by the way? Nah, we wound up losing last minute. Last oh, minute so of the game. So you used that as some fuel then. Yeah. All right, so you're from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Describe for people that don't know about Goldsboro what it's like. Goldsboro is a small town, not too many people there, rural area, uh, not too much going on, quiet. Um, it's not one of the, I say, the safest place to live in. You can get, you know, caught up in a bunch of different stuff because it has a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, there, you know, it's not too much to do. So, it's you know, it's either you get caught up in some stuff you're not supposed to be in yeah. or you hoop. And, you know, growing up, all I, all I knew was basketball. So, you know, that's why I'm so passionate and so competitive about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Winston-Salem, so that's where um, Wake Forest is. And a lot of my family are Wake Forest fans, but I would call them fake forest because <laughs> I was a Tar Heel fan. Yeah. So I have to ask another kid from North Carolina, was it UNC or bust for you? Was it always Carolina for you? No. Um, growing up, I, uh, my dream school was Duke. What? <laughs> my dream school was Duke growing up. Don't, uh, don't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. But, but. It was Duke, but once I stepped first, my first steps on Carolina campus, and I met Coach Williams and the players, I absolutely fell in love with the program and, okay. and what everybody was about. And I knew that it was a place for me, and I knew they had a winning tradition. And, and they didn't care, you know, what type of player, like what, what, how much you had coming in. You know, Coach Williams never promised me playing time, or he never promised me that I would make it where I'm at today. He just promised me that, you know. I would be the hardest coach you ever had, and I would, you know, you know, try my best to make you the best you can be at the college level. Mm-hmm. And so he did that, and um, you know, I can't thank him enough for just giving me the opportunity that he gave me. So when you walked into Blue Heaven uh, for the first time, <laughs> and you walked in there, and you looked up, and you saw all those banners and retired jersey numbers and championships, was that the seal? Of the, was that the seal of the deal? Or it was beautiful, man. Yeah. I walked into the Dean Dome and. You know, you go to a lot of college gyms, and it's nothing compared to that. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to that. 
All right, you made up for it. <laughs> Duke, wow. Um, <laughs> so growing up in North Carolina, like, how much did you watch, you know, guys from the state, i.e. guys like John Wall? How much did you see him? How much did you know about him growing up? You know, you had to know about John Wall. You know, he was one of the best, you know, high school players when he was in high school. And, yeah, you know, I think – to this day, he has the, you know, they make hoop mixtapes and whatnot, and I think he has. He still has the best one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, his is, his is lit. His, his mixtape is lit, and uh, yeah, so I grew up watching his mixtapes, you know, and you know, just watching him, and you know how the energy, the type of vibe he brought to the game of high school, you know, just getting the crowd going, and you know, just the style that he played was, you know. Uh, uncomparable to anyone You guys have a, uh, a connection. Kendrick Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. Talk to the people about Kendrick Williams and how you got connected with him. Coach K um, coached my brother when he was growing up, so I always knew him since I was, since I was born, basically. Mm-hmm. So when I started playing AU, he had coached an older team, a year older than me, but he wanted me to play on his team because, you know, that was a close family friend. So all the way up until my eighth grade year, he coached me. And, you know, he had... Now he's, you know, him and my dad was really close. And now, uh, you know, he's family. So, and, you know, he coached John and he, yep. he was John's mentor or whatever. So I think, you know, he was the connecting link. And then when you went to go play for CP3, what was that experience like playing for Chris Paul's AAU team? Man, it was unbelievable. It was a blessing. You know, everything happened at the right time. And I, I got to get a chance, you know, to go play for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris is unbelievable with us and how interactive he is with the you know you see some people with AAU teams they don't mm-hmm. they don't care like this you know, dude just, built a practice facility yeah. for his AAU team so that should just tell you how engaged he is yeah. with the program so he loved you know he loved just coaching and, and being with us after his season you know whatever how far he made in the playoffs he will always come come back and you know coach us and you know me and him build a, a great relationship and you know his parents are great yeah. you know I love his parents you know they're they're great people and you know, it was like I said, it was just a blessing for me to, you know, to be a part of their, their organization. Have you allowed yourself to think about Thursday night, hearing your name called, hugging your parents and walking up and shaking Adam Silver's hand yet? Uh, yeah, I think about it. You know, I've been thinking about it, you know, since I declared. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited. I still just can't believe I'm here. You yeah. know, I'm here where I'm at. It's still all new to me. And I'm still just trying to let it all sink in. But, you know, it's going to be, you know. A blessing. A blessing Thursday night. I'm curious to know if your suit will have any Carolina blue in it. (laughs) You have to wait and find out. See, you guys, (laughs) all of you prospects do that. Every last one of you are like, no, you got to wait for draft night. I want to (laughs) know if there's at least a little bit. It's a a surprise. You're going to see draft night. I'm predicting Carolina blue striped gray suit. I'm going to go ahead and let you know your prediction wrong. My, my prediction is wrong on yeah, that one. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go ahead and let you know. All right. Well, <laughs> at least I tried. Yeah. All right. One trivia question. True or false, you ate at Sutton's at least 10 times your freshman year at Carolina. False. False? false? I give you seven. 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 How about uh, timeout? Three. Three. Only three times? Three. Well, that's why you look like that and I yeah. look like this then, huh, right? Yeah. You only went to timeout three times? It's not exactly the ideal place for an athlete to eat all But you did have, like, a cheat day, right? Yeah, and on those cheat days, I was going to Sutton's Waffle House. Explain, and, people, and, explain to people who've never been to Sutton's on Franklin Street what it is. 
Because I try to explain to people and they don't believe me. It's a old drugstore. It's an old drugstore. <laughs> Food's unbelievable. Food is amazing. And on the walls is pictures of anyone you know that comes through there. Uh, I think I'm on the wall. I went one time. He took a picture. I came back and I was on the wall already. So, so was it? Um, so to describe it to people, so these are like Carolina players from like. Michael Jordan, James Worthy, you name it. They come into this place called Sutton's, which, you know, Kobe described it as kind of like a drugstore. You can get some school supplies in there also. You can get prescriptions, Mm -hmm. and they have the best cheeseburger, like, I've ever had in my life, right? Shout out to Sutton's. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, they take a picture of all the players that come in there. So when you sat in there the first time, were you, like, looking at all the pictures in there trying to figure out who was who? I was just looking at – I was trying to find the people I was with. I think I was with Garrison and somebody else. And I was just trying to look for them, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was just trying to see who, who was, who was all, who was all up there, and it was just yeah. people from back in the day, the people now, and so it was cool. What do you think it would be like if you did get drafted by the Wizards, and you would be in the same backcourt as John Wall and Bradley Beal? I think it would be great. It would be, you know, a very exciting backcourt. Yeah. <laughs> very exciting that's of, backcourt. That's a lot of points. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're two. <laughs> all-stars so you know you, you would love to play with people of that caliber any trash talk between the three of you or who would be the guy to get the most buckets <laughs> i don't know but i know i'm i'm as competitive as they come yeah. so you know i'm i'm gonna I'm run my mouth <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna run my mouth man congratulations on the journey uh again i'm biased man i've seen you play since high school and, and it would be really exciting even for a guy like me to see you walk up and shake the commissioner saying man go have some fun on thursday thank you all right man kobe white joining us here on the wizards talk podcast nice look inside well done as kobe white was able to find luke may You don't want to miss the 2019 NBA Draft Preview Show. We will have the latest details on who the Wizards will pick at number nine. While NBC Sports NBA insider Tom Havistro will address the latest NBA rumors. Download the My Teams app to watch the 2019 NBA Draft Preview Show on June 20th at noon Eastern.